what's going on my hitters out there all of them every single one of them that are scouring fucking every single corner of this earth because apparently this podcast is being listened to from people from uh alaska down to uh down to new zealand so i would say that's a good range right that's that's almost the entire world they can almost touch each other maybe kind (sighs) of welcome welcome this is uh this is episode 21 and uh Special thing about this episode is that this episode was uh, long, long in the making. You know, I mentioned it at the very beginning. I mentioned it somewhere in the middle. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and it's finally fucking happening. It's the uh, it's the Rocky episode. It's the Rocky episode. Everybody, are you excited? Are you excited? I'm excited. Um, this episode was really, really fun, really interesting to record. Um, the way that it came about, obviously, at some point I knew that I had to do this episode. It wasn't that I was dreading it. I think I just put so much hype on myself that I was just kind of scared to do it because I'm kind of fricked it up. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. I came home, was going to eat dinner, uh, was making my dinner, and then I put the movie on. And I was uh, just my cousin, my little my little weary cousin, cowboy guy, came over, Santi. And he started watching it, and then my dad came downstairs. My uh, my my hitter, my my pops. He came downstairs, and and I was just sitting there, kind of taking notes and pausing the movie, asking questions about it. And then pretty soon, pretty soon, it was kind of like, "Fuck, dude, we have so many like varying opinions. It's probably it's probably cool if we get in on it." Um, at least my cousin was gonna my was going to, and then my dad came downstairs and was eating dinner, and he was like giving me his opinion, like, you know what, whatever, you're, you're on, you're live, you're on the air, so, uh, so he came in, and then somewhere, like, 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes into the episode, um, Megan comes in, we pick up a damsel in distress, and that's Megan, so she comes in about 15 minutes into the episode, and, uh, she leaves periodically throughout it, so, she's been on the podcast before, so she knows what she's doing, um, she doesn't know how to fucking talk into a mic anyway, uh, I don't think any of us do, to be honest, <laughs> but, um, really, really happy to make this episode really excited. And I really do hope that, uh, that everyone here has a, has a great time listening to it. Cause like I said, it sure was fun recording it. Uh, and I'm always, I'm always open to ideas and, uh, things to talk about. You know, if you have any questions or if you have any dilemmas anything going on in your life and you want my perspective on it even though i'm not qualified to do anything really other than talk about myself and weightlifting uh i would love to i would love to give you my perspective on on things so you can always reach me at you know my my instagram uh or the email and i also have a i also have a website i'm gonna put the the link in in the description of this episode and you guys can always follow up on those but, um, gosh, I really, really, it was really fun doing this episode and I, I hope you enjoy it because it sure, it sure was, uh, enjoyable to, to do this for you guys and get this going. So without further ado, Rocky one episode one, let's go.
What's going on, hitters? That's 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 how I start this every time. Well, uh, oh my gosh, my voice looks super loud on those record decibels. Well, uh, welcome back. This is uh, this is episode number veinte uno, twenty one. Number 21. Okay, 21. 21, and I'm joined by my fantastic guests. I'm joined by my weary cowboy of a cousin, and yeah. I don't know. What, what do we call this guy? Because, you know, our episodes that we've done before, it's the two weary cowboys on their sad journey of life. <laughs> what do we... Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Two weary cowboys. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Mexican that you pick up along the way. You're the gaucho. <laughs> So I guess two go. weary cowboys and a gaucho. <laughs> so it's me. I'm I, I'm your I'm your I'm your hitter. I'm your hitter, Caesar. You know me. And then my weary cousin, weary cowboy cousin, hitter Santi. Yeah. And then my hitter pops over here. Yep. What's your name? Caesar. Yeah. As well. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. So it's episode twenty-one, and uh, you know what? This goddamn episode has been, this has been, uh, this has been a long time in the making. Let me tell you, let me tell you, guess what we're going to talk about today, everybody. Yeah, we're talking about, uh, finally getting around to the, uh, the Rocky Balboa episode. I round 15. Yeah, I've been talking about making this episode for the past like 15 episodes and I just keep kind of blowing it off. And uh I I I just didn't want to disappoint, so I, I figured what's a better way to do it than with two other people and kind of get their perspective on it. But remember first first things first. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys, I hope all you listeners are doing really well because, uh, you know, if you're not doing well, it does, it does get better out there. It's okay. It happens. Uh, sure does. Oh, I'll, I'll, I've been, I've been, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then, you know, this weird cowboy, he's been on vacation, just living it up. And, uh, you could say that. And, uh, and then this guy over here. This 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 gaucho over here, he's been just doing the same thing. Just doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. Listen, Dale, I just noticed. What's you up? Got a tattoo? Where did you get that? <laughs> I showed it to you a while ago. Did you really? Yeah. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I think so. Shit. Or you just no, wanted to block no. it out. Maybe. It's because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. That's probably it. <laughs> Damn. Dude, he didn't show it to me. What is I don't it? remember it being a skull. Well, what is my what, tattoo? What I is, do not remember him being. No, you didn't show it to me. What, what is it? No, I came here and picked up, yeah. picked up Kezo over here. No. He, oh, you took him? I took that's him. the one you took him yeah, for? Yeah, that's that's my spot in, in T-Mac, bro. What no, a, I didn't see it, though. What, what does what it is say? Shouts shout out. So it goes shout old Rose. Old Rose tattoo. You know that could have just gone on a t-shirt. I mean, yeah, but I mean. I mean that could have gone on a hat, too. But I mean, how so it goes. How dedicated. Dot, dot, dot. How dedicated are you well, to, like, yeah, an actual is, thing? I'm you know? dedicated just, to things. That's a reminder. I don't, I don't have to. I, I, that's I, a reminder. I, you know what reminds me of Siri? Siri, remind me of so-and-so. That's not even, that's not <laughs> even cool, bro. What hey, is Siri. Okay. 
Siri, remind me hey, of. Hey, I don't, I don't have a phone right now, so I can't yeah, talk can't to Siri. That. So better. He lost it in Mexico. What? Yeah, I did. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Was, alcohol is a hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, apparently. What is uh? What does your tattoo say? What does it mean? It says so it goes. Look, it's oh. uh. Hey Siri, <laughs> remind me so it goes. You're, bo- that? you're boring, dog. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Well, I yeah, hope that's what happens when you get older. I, guess. I hope that I hope that you guys are all doing well, and uh, you know, you just how how are you guys doing? Before we get into it, before we get into Rocky, how are how are you guys doing out here? Let's start with let's start with uh, let's start with Gaucho across from me. How are you doing, Gaucho? Uh, Pops. Not too bad, man. Not too bad. You, you know how things are going. We have our conversations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life. Yeah, right. But, but the right. people don't know. What are the people talking about? Well, I mean, look, life, no matter what goes on, life, life, you live it. That's it. It's whatever you do in between. And so it goes, right? Hey, so exactly uh, the way Diego's tattoo goes, right? Uh, so it goes. Apparently, I'm going to put that on the hat. I'm going to market it. <laughs> Okay, well, what about you, Cowboy? Because I know everyone's been missing you since the last time you were here. Yeah, I mean, it's been um, it's been real, like you said, just getting back from uh, from vacay out in Cabo. Um, I mean, it was good to, you know, get a breath of fresh air. All I'd been doing is working. Just and, kinda, you know, we kind of so talked about that sad boy life. Just take a work. Just take a break. What is that? I don't know why she's barking. What is that? Somebody here? Oh my gosh. I'll be back momentarily. Big moves. Gigantic moves. Well, I guess before we were so rudely interrupted by my dog downstairs. And while my hitter, Gaucho, over here is trying to hook up the extra cable. For, so we can apparently have a fourth one on this podcast, even though... That's just, just a ri- that's a ridiculous amount of people. Listen, that's the reason why you have extra mics in case guests come over. Yeah, but like, hey, she she didn't even watch the movie with us. What kind of input is she gonna have? She didn't even watch the movie. She never even actually seen Rocky. You know, just keep going. she's never even seen Rocky. She's, she, you, <laughs> you, eight years ago. See, it doesn't yeah, even matter. Like All right, well, big moves. Big moves. Oh my god, work now. All right, we're back again. So, I guess it's two weary cowboys, a gaucho, and some damsel in distress that we just picked up along the way because she some just dame along the way. She just decided that she wanted to just be a part of this. Can you talk in the microphone? Yeah, I can. hey guys, no? is, it is it working? Um, Definitely not. I don't think. Yeah, I don't sound like him. Right, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Megan, you have to talk into the microphone. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Great. Now that we're back and we have four lines going, uh, big moves. I was just kind of mentioning that. Big moves from everybody. Everybody. I mean, everybody out here. I would like, I mean, uh, I mean, if we're talking about Rocky, obviously the first thing, the first thing is, uh, you know what? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when when you think about Rocky? Let's go, Megan. What do you think about Rocky Balboa? You're the first one that I saw. Oh man. Um, well, I mean, you know what? 
you know, I know you haven't seen the movie in eight years. This guy, Santi, just told me that he's never actually seen the movie all the way through. So I don't know. Pay attention to it, right? I don't know who's... You've gone through it, but you just haven't paid attention to it. Well, no, I've seen bits and pieces. But I've never actually finished the movie. Yeah. So I didn't even know the end. But, I mean, it's a great film. Yeah. It's definitely a great film. Um, I mean, especially in, you know, with, with this context. I knew you wanted to do this episode for so long, and... I mean, it was it was pretty cool that I just so happened to to come on over, and I mean that you know oh, context given. It was a plan. This and that was gonna really. Come I mean, it was planned that he was gonna come over. We could have all watched the movie beforehand. Oh, we did. Like oh, we, we, we watched. It. I wasn't invited to that part. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was like I said, great movie. Um, I mean, it embodies a lot. Definitely embodies a lot, and I mean, just the. American dream, you know, not necessarily the American dream, but I want to say just given an opportunity, you, you take it, you run with it. And, um, especially, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything from the film itself necessarily, but you know, in the the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you You know, a little outline going. Yeah. yeah, I think we go based off the outline because I'm going to start like spilling, spilling over on all this stuff. It's it's all right. It's all right. I I mean, I just put the movie on while I was eating my rice dinner because I didn't, I didn't make any other food. And, and then I was like, maybe I should start actually taking an outline and taking notes so I can actually get this one out of the way. Right. Yep. Um, I didn't start taking notes until maybe like 20 minutes in the movie, but I get, I mean, Hey, we didn't start until like, yeah, you guys, almost halfway yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys, exactly. guys how was the only one committed? Megan wasn't even here. So, I mean, at least one of us is here. So Megan, when you think about Rocky, what I'm is really hoping you would no, we're not it. just going to gloss over. What do you think about it? Cause we just heard what Santi, Santi boy says. What do you um, think about okay, when you think of Rocky? Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm hoping it's the right movie. Okay, so here we go. But from what I remember... Oh, is this better? Okay. Wait. From what I remember, um, it was somebody who had, like, all odds were against him. Am I thinking about it? No, no, you're oh, good. God. Just keep going. Okay. No, you're good. All odds were against him, and it really wasn't looking up. What sport is that? It's uh, fighting. MMA, right? No. No. <laughs> It's boxing. Oh, it's boxing. Whatever. Okay. I think Megan's gonna, 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 gonna add another depth to this conversation. <laughs> okay. God, anybody who's like a Rocky fan is freaking out right I'm now. Pissed. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pissed because they haven't put this episode out, but they're yeah, pissed. Yeah, they're probably done already. Um, but no, it's somebody who like all odds were against him, but despite all of that, he was resilient. He stayed focused. He did what he wanted to do, and he saw an opportunity, and he rose to the occasion. Yeah. And that. Right? My God. Yeah, you're pretty. Good, I mean, you're, you're I pretty really? close. I mean, I guess an it's, opportunity it's was one. given to him. It was a rise to. Uh, it, we'll but. get. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh, what about what about you there, Gaucho? What do you think about Rocky? Because really you feel like you should have asked him first. Because I mean, because you were born. It came out 1970. What? Yeah. Well, I 1970 was, something. I was, you were just I wasn't born. born seven, yet. 77. I was born in 77. So when, that movie didn't come out till yeah before I before I came into this world. So, but. No, I mean it's it is it's the ultimate you know whenever whenever anybody thinks about underdogs nineteen seventy six seventy six seventy six yeah who do they think about they think about Rocky like they always talk about the ultimate underdog and that's what it was a guy that came out of you know from nothing and Ob- obscurity yeah I mean he, 
like he called himself, you know, what was the the the, the word he he always called himself a bum, called himself a bum, half a half a bum, which which means that along the way in his own, you know, in the character's childhood, things happened to him, or maybe they were told to him that just kind of like affected him to the point where he got to where he's at. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you're talking about somebody that came from nowhere and he became a somebody. Yeah, you know, as the character was was basically uh, written. So. I mean, if I if I sit back and think about Rocky, I personally think that, I mean, I'm the embodiment of Rocky himself. You know. Are you? Yeah, oh, okay. sometimes. It's pretty, pretty much. I mean, if, like if I sometimes. if I think about it, if I think about it, I think about being an underdog. I think You're about. Right. I used to call you a bum when you were a kid. Uh, I'm the, <laughs> hey, bum! I'm the underdog, the bum type guy. I'm getting. I'm getting. I, part, think, I, don't, I don't think. I don't even think I called them angel. I called them bum. I'm getting partially coached by like a 75 year old white guy. <laughs> I guess hey, I guess I guess you can say that. Uh, I guess you can say I'm pretty much Rocky Balboa. Wait, do we? Can we cuss on this? Yes. Oh, okay. He's gonna kick your ass. He's only 73. Okay. You know what? Mickey was 76, so right. I kind of just. Told, <laughs> I told the real age. Okay. <laughs> Listen here, Pacha. Okay. So You're so wise. So, you know, when I think, yeah, you know, there's there's times in my life in my weightlifting career and all the stuff that I've done where, I've really had to kind of dig deep and and find different aspects of myself that really resonate with the character like back when you know well you 25 and i talk about that mean a lot where i was really scared right after my injury i remember sitting downstairs in the in the buffet at the uh, basically in the buffet uh really terrified about the fact that I had to go and lift weights later and, and there's a practice something that this gaucho has taught me is you know finding bits and pieces of your other self you know your other self is is the your other self is the uh, kind of the culmination of everything that you need to be in in any situation that needs to move you forward in a positive way in, in a in any sort of emergency situation and, and I remember writing out a, a really long note to myself about who I was and who I am and and I signed it you know Caesar Angel Rocky Balboa Flores and and because I really resonate with that you know he's when when we get to the episode three when we get to episode three about and, and when he fights Clubber Clubber Lang and I've talked about it before but I was really really scared and and uh and then going upstairs before competing I I watched the movie and I timed it up to where right before Rocky goes out to the fight, you know, goes out to fight Clubber. I was sitting there watching it up until that point. I went and competed and then did as well as I did and then came back and watched the rest of the movie because it was kind of like the culmination of everything. It was the same thing. It was fear, you know, fear took over his life for a period and then came out. So I, I, I have a really deep connection with, with those movies and, and really – really enjoy those movies but well let's let's just get into it then so you know rocky rocky starts and rocky starts in, with the opening scene where he's going and he's you know he's fighting that other guy the, the other guy in the ring at the bar it's not really that nice of a fight it's not that good of a fight and you know at the very end of it he rocky takes home like 40 bucks and he walks home and <clears throat> He walks home, oh, like he's getting called a bum and shit, and it's really hurtful, you know. Um, and then, you know, then you kind of get a little bit more expose when you learn about him, and he's like working 
for a goddamn gangster. Like, he's a debt collector. He's going around breaking people's thumbs and shit. And it's like, right, so this guy likes boxing. He's kind of a shady character. He's uh, he's kind of going out. He's not doing too many positive things in, in life, in his own life or anybody else's life. So where where I started taking notes, where I started taking notes and really started paying attention to the film was when when Rocky goes into the bar and that's when you first kind of get a taste of Apollo Creed when he starts talking about how he's opening up, you know, he's opening up the uh, he, he just has a fight. He has the fight coming up on the what is it bicentennial because it's 1776. Yeah, bicentennial for America, and he, the bartender just kind of starts talking shit and he's like, "Look at this clown, look at this clown." And Rocky Rocky sits there and he's like, "Clown? You call him the champ a clown?" And Wait, is that how you said it? Yeah. Well, he yeah he called he's like, "No, you call him a champ a clown." Okay, that doesn't no, even sound that. like him. <laughs> um. Uh, Apollo says something that I thought was that I thought was really clever. Where he goes, uh, he goes, stay in school and use your brain. You know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, carry a leather briefcase. Forget about sports as a profession. Sports make you grunt and smell. Be a thinker, not a stinker. <laughs> and and as much as as much, I agree with that very last part, like to be a thinker, not a stinker, because I'm trying to make a sport in my life and I'm kind of doing the exact opposite of what he's doing. But uh, but being a thinker, not a stinker, I, th- I think that that's that's a good part to touch on, because that's that's essentially what this episode is going to be on. It's going to be about the lessons and everything that we kind of saw throughout the movie, and uh, the things that that'll that you can probably take away from the movie that you didn't even think about. But being a thinker, not a stinker, what does that mean? What does that mean to you, Megan? What do you think being a stinker, not a thinker mean? Oh, being a thinker, not a stinker means. Um, well, I think that can go in like nine different directions. One. One. Um, Most important one. I mean, to me, that's just talking. That's another way to say to be resilient. Don't give up. Like just keeping it super simple. Like be smart or work smarter not harder I say that all the time but I really feel like that's probably a little bit more of where it's going um be intentional with what you do don't just do it because you're supposed to do it or it's what everybody says is the right thing to do does that make sense yeah so when I hear that honestly yeah I just think work smarter not harder whose phone was that (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know the rules in here. Yes, you do. This is not the first time that you've done this. It's been like three months. So right after, right after that, Rocky, Rocky looks at him and he goes, it's "Like you crazy? It's like the guy's a champion of the world." And and he goes, he goes that he took his best shot at becoming the champ, and he's looking at the bartender. And he goes, "What shot did you ever take?" And when he says that, I I really resonated with that because it's very similar to the situation that I am in now that you know with with work and taking a step back taking a step back from my responsibility at work and not being a manager anymore that's that's a new step for me only because of the fact that I wanted to take a shot I want to take a shot at what it is that I wanted to do um so the bartender just kind of turns around and he goes, look, Rocky, if you're not happy with your life, that's nice. But I got a business here. I got a business E. I don't, I'm not going to take no shots. 
and uh, so Rocky, in other words, he's not taking any risks. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky, he you can see that he gets shit. he gets very he gets visibly upset and he leaves a dollar and goes stick that up your business. <laughs> um, Where you go, why, Rock? But Mr. Gaucho over here, because I know that you're the emotional one, and you want to talk about emotion about this entire movie. Why why did he get upset? Why did why did Rocky get visibly upset when when the when the bartender was like um that he doesn't have to take any shots and that well, rocky's unhappy with his life because he didn't take any shots well i mean it's one of those things where he starts looking he basically starts looking at that's what i want right i mean that's what he's looking at he's saying that's that's what ha- that's what i want and and he's been basically holding himself back from taking any type of risk which happens to a lot of us in life how can you resonate with that personally uh, there's there's a lot of different ways that i think i could you know relate to that to the point where it's like in anything that you do it doesn't matter what it is bottom line is at the at the end of the day and bailey likes when you people say that at the, <laughs> at end, the end of the day, day it's just the fact that any risk that you take whatever you think it is right it doesn't matter. It could be a small thing, a big thing, but for you, it's personal. It's always personal. The risks are always going to be personal, and it the, the it's going to be painful to you, whether you do something good with it or it doesn't go your way. So it's just a matter of I think Rocky just he sat there and he's like, man, you don't know what you're talking about because Rocky has dreams and he's still had them and he's still going further with them and he just you know kind of going through life. Stick just, that like, in. just like a lot of other people go. Stick that in your business. <laughs> so he kind of next scene right after that. You know, next scene right after that. It's I mean, it's from what I remember. Even though I watched the movie like we all watched the movie like forty five minutes ago. <laughs> um, Rocky's hanging out with Polly, and he's going he's going over to he's going over to their house for thanksgiving dinner and that's when Polly freaks out and he's like i want you to take my sister out and have a good time um there's a big argument between Polly and and adrian and uh and it ends with rocky and adrian leaving to go to the ice skating rink and and uh there's a there was a really you know as far as dialogue in the film there's really important part in that film where if you think about it, you can kind of gauge where Rocky's mentality is with what he's doing. He, he mentions that fighting used to be his top priority. You know, that he, he, he says that used to be tops with me, but not anymore. Uh, all he wanted, all I wanted to do out of fighting was to prove that I was no bum and that I had the stuff to actually make a good pro. And Adrian asked, uh, Adrian just kind of just questions him and he goes, you, you never got the chance and, uh, you know, you just, just, you never got the chance to get to get it. Right. And he's like, you never, you never got the chance to do it. And he, he kind of answers, he goes, I don't, I don't cry about it because he still does it. You know, I, he still fights and he still, he still does it, but it's more of like a hobby. It's not anything serious. And he kind of makes an excuse for himself right after that, saying that he's a that he's a southpaw. And apparently, apparently in Philadelphia in 1976, apparently being a southpaw was was the reason why he never got a shot because being a southpaw makes you look awkward. 
makes you look gangly. You just kind of look stupid. Now, this weary cousin of mine, my weary cowboy cousin, what do you think about all that? What do you think? Because I know we talked in depth about this part where he just kind of made excuses for himself and he, he really didn't, he really counted himself out beforehand. What do you think about him being uh, just everything, man? What do you think about him doing it like a hobby and not being in his priority at the top of his list because he just doesn't think that he's good enough? Well, there was a, there was a key point that, that we had brought up while we were watching the film. Uh, how he had already set himself up for for failure and thinking that you know he's he's not he's not good enough to to do it seriously but also the fact that he um i mean we were just talking about how he was thinking it was better to not pursue it you know and you know look dumb than to pursue it possibly potentially look dumb but have a better outcome you know um and i mean it's it's that fear that's you know it's just being fear stricken you know to the point where i mean it it's almost like you mat or i guess something else matters rather than you i guess taking what it is that you want and running with it uh it's not so much that not so much that i guess you want to succeed in that but that you don't want to be seen as as weird or different, you know. You want to you want to take it the same route as everyone else, um, and I mean, it's just he wasn't willing to w- willing to take that risk. He wasn't willing to to put out and and do that himself. Um, dang, I forgot what my point was because I was going <laughs> well, off tangent. Well, I was think, going on a tangent think, there. Think about it. Think about it, because Megan, I know that, I know that with weightlifting and everything that we do as as weightlifters i know at some point at some starting point i guess it's with everything but i can take weightlifting as an example when you start doing something as complex as weightlifting like one moving like snatch or clean and jerk Mm -hmm. you're gonna look stupid it's true Um, i mean when you podcast and you don't talk in the microphone i'm so sorry It's true. Um, I think when you asked him this question, I was kind of thinking about it. And I think when he says, like, I haven't really been presented an opportunity, I actually feel like, yes, it is a cop-out answer, but it's also kind of the sign of, like, a fixed mindset. I think it's him being like, okay, um, this is me. This is me saying that I haven't been... Because of my circumstances, I have never had the opportunity to show who I am. But in reality, he's afraid of who he could be. Because that means that he would have to be something bigger than who he is. What's that quote? What's that quote about mm-hmm. about being or our deepest fear? What is it? Oh, the one about our deepest fear is not... What is it? Not uh, so that we're our, our deepest, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. Yeah, there you go. Well, and I think if you, so that's really good. And if you think about it, like for me personally, one of my biggest fears is not reaching my full, not reaching my full potential 
in life in general. Like, yes, as an athlete, but am I really, like, I constantly question, am I really doing what I'm meant to be doing? Am I really, like, having an impact on the people around me? Am I being the best version of myself? And it would be, if I think about it too much, I totally find myself having to check my attitude about it. Because then it's like, okay, well, look at your circumstances. Look at the, the cards that you've been dealt. And it would be so easy when you start to kind of go in that spiral to just, like, let it continue. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with him. It was his way to say, like, I'm afraid. Not I haven't actually had a true opportunity because you always do in some way. That's all perspective. But I really think it was him saying, like, He's just making excuses. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But it's it's a fancy way to say I'm afraid. Yeah. You know, it's but interesting I mean, to touch. Oh, sorry. Let's, let's no, go ahead. That's because the, the whole I'm afraid thing, that's the thing that I think a lot of people have to understand and, and face it. Especially, obviously, I'm older, so I'm able to kind of reflect back and sit there and say, well, there's a lot of things that I, w- I was afraid of along the way, but I didn't want I guess I guess in a way I, I was afraid but I didn't want to show that I was afraid and I think that's almost like a weakness yeah if you do that because what starts happening is if you start acting like you're not afraid then you you're kind of hiding and then all of a sudden these insecurities come up and you're, you're constantly having to like hide things well that kind of that's kind of like what happened later on when Rocky's talking to, when they're sitting right after they announced the fight with Apollo and then they're talking and then they have the announcer starts like talking shit about who Rocky is yeah. as a person, and then right. and then you know Rocky kind of puts on a front where he's like, I, I don't care about what they're saying. Right, right. And then he's walking out, he's walking out to leave, and then he goes, you know what? When those guys were saying what they were saying on the TV, yeah, it, it hurt. Like it, mm-hmm. it mattered. Exactly. I mean, okay. Right, so there, what you were gonna say? Sorry, if I cut you off. No, it was just no, it was just. I mean, just the the pure fact that that there should have been a moment, you know. That there should have been a time where he could have had his chance or his opportunity. Um, I mean, there there's no perfect time. There's just plain and simple. There's not there's not necessarily always going to be a you know a time that you know puts out for you. You have to go out and kind of you know create it. Uh, and in order to do that, I mean, you know, to go back on, on what Megan was saying, you know, just thinking you know whether or not you're you're doing what it is that you should be doing i mean think about what a perfect time is you know if if you're questioning what it is that you're doing i mean that's that's kind of crazy because you're never going to get that that time again and technically you should always see every single you know opportunity or moment that you are lifting or you know that you're that you're training you should see that as as the opportunity that's that's presented itself for you. You woke up and you're creating that moment. Uh, every, I mean, every second of every day has to be, you know, used. So I think that's what we've talked about before. While we slave away at work all day and no one comes in the door, is how, how, the one thing that you'll never get back, the one thing that that you'll never get back is is your time. Mm. So the longer you wait. The longer you wait, waiting for a perfect moment that's never gonna come. There's that's just that's just time. Well, I'm like really. Oh, well, we both were super excited. <laughs> that 
But like, if you really think about it, what is a perfect moment? Like, that's all perspective. Because for some people, they're like, oh, this moment doesn't count because it's not broadcasted in front of like, I, this big crowd of people. I think and a perfect for other people, it's more so like, oh, for me, this isn't what I would consider something that revealed who I am as a person. Therefore, it's not a perfect moment. I think those are so opposite. Yeah, I think the perfect moment is uh, that that we keep referring to as far as like the movie. It's the sh- it's the one shot that could have taken him to the next level. Mm. It's it's that like, yeah, if you think about it, obviously, there's different ways to perceive a perfect moment, whether it's yeah broadcasting it out to the world or something that makes them feel valued but it's it's in this in this sense it's like it's it's like getting your one shot at you know one shot at a title it, it only came because this was random but it it wasn't something they had worked at before you know it, it just just didn't happen well something just came to mind let's look at it like this little analogy of about time right and i think we've had conversations <laughs> When it comes with about time, where Napoleon Hill talked about that, where it's like time doesn't wait for you, time time waits for no man, time waits for nobody, time just continues to go and go. Even when people die, time keeps going. It doesn't matter. True. It's like people leave church. You keep going. Yeah. There's there's a game on on Sunday, one o'clock. Chargers are kicking off. You know what I mean? So what? So (laughs) whatever. So the the idea is. Everybody's always like the perfect time. I know I have throughout my years. Perfect time, right? Never came. Perfect time's never coming. It's like whatever time is in front of you, whatever's in front of you, you're right, some devil. That's the time. Like, why are you waiting for whatever, right? I remember when we were talking about doing the podcast. Oh, until we get the perfect mics and yeah. we get the headphones and this and that. It didn't matter. I was, yeah. It's whatever you have in front of you is what you have to do. You know, that's what you have to use. Think of it like this you're waiting at a bus. And you've got to get to a destination, but you're waiting for that perfect bus, right? You're waiting for that the bus. one awesome-looking bus. A clunky bus pulls up and says, hey, you're going, we're going your way. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm waiting for the next bus. And that's like the last bus you're ever going to get. There's no more buses that night. Yeah. That's the bus. Yeah. And no oh. matter how nasty-looking it is, that's going to get you to your destination. And that's what it is. It's time. Like, it doesn't matter. There is no perfect time. It's whatever's in front of you at that very moment. Well, think about it. You expand on that analogy right there. Like, you're, you're, the distance you have to go is like two miles down the road, right? This bus has 10, 15 stops in front of it. You're, you're going to get there five minutes later mm-hmm. than if you would have ran, you know? So why don't you just run? It, Obviously, it's in real life situation. You can't get sweaty <laughs> before work. But, sure but hey, trust me that people have walked if their cars you, break down. Yeah, you take action. You know what I mean? You take, they, they action, take action. Yeah, that's it. I was talking to Bailey the other night at dinner. And we were just kind of talking about um, Uber, by the way, Lyft. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about. I don't drink and drive. Uh, we were talking about how my dream and my like my dream and my goal is to to make to make the stipend for USAW and to like be a full-time sponsored athlete. Like for right. me, that's, that's my goal. That's my main goal. But unless I do something about it now, like unless I do something about it and that's what I said, I said, I keep thinking to myself that the next level for me is going to come when I get to the point of being a, a like a world team member or, right, uh, or right. a, a Pan Am team member I keep thinking that that's the next level for me that 
the only way that I'll get to that moment is when I make a stipend and I don't have to work and I don't and I can live off this podcast and I can do all that stuff when in reality in reality to get to that point I first have to trudge through mountains and mountains of shit to even get to that point you know exactly. like that's not the next level the next level is is the fact like is waking up early and doing everything I have to do in order to make that happen it's not just going to happen right um but <clears throat> just kind of getting back to it uh rocky just keeps rocking around the rink and he just kind of says that it it worked out for the best that things probably worked out for the best because he was a southpaw because he was going to look stupid if he tried because he didn't get a shot you know he's he's content he's i don't think he's really content but he's content to be in the situation that he is at that moment yeah. which is a bum yeah. and and it was funny santiago and i looked at each other at that point when it was like what does that mean what does that mean so it worked out for the best it's like it's not good it's not bad so it goes so it goes uh, so it goes again. money that's a nice um, little t-shirt adrian a- adrian then asked him Tattooed right you. after if he if he never got a chance because he so she just kind of confirmed it she's like so you never got a chance because you were left-handed and he goes yeah he confirms it so it's in his own mind he's counted himself out way before um cute little side note uh rocky's turtles they're named cuff and link and it we it's kind of like ironic because santiago and i see a bunch of stupid cuff links all day (laughs) and the other part was when like rocky and adrian went on their date and like came back to his house that was a creepy that was creepy like very rocky seriously could have just been like like a slow version of Ted Bundy. Like, Actually, that's I'm what it looked like. If you think about it, it's pretty, it's pretty like, you're going nowhere. Dang. Yeah, like, you know, I, 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 he wanted to leave and he's like, yeah. no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're staying. He straight up said, I'm, I want to kiss you. And yeah. was already leaning in. Yeah, he was like, he, he's, he's like, you don't have to. Like, he said, you don't have to kiss back. Like, he literally, <laughs> was, he, he said it too. Like, yeah, that's right. He did say that. It's crazy. He's just sitting there. He said, "You don't have to." He's sitting there with his big arms up here. It's like it's like the implication. He's like on a boat. Like you're in my apartment. You have like, and of all things, he's wearing a wife beater shirt. That's not good, bro. That's not good. I feel like I wouldn't handle that well. No, it's not like she. She's in. She's in his apartment. His armpits. Like she's in his apartment. No, it's pretty bad. It was terrible. He can't. Like she can't really say no because the implication. Like that's not okay. Um, Damn. Then like <laughs> they they kiss and then they do it right by the door and whatever and then uh, and then the next day, Rocky rolls into Mickey's gym. Rocky rolls into Mickey's gym to uh, to I, I think just get his locker back or go pick his shit up, and then um and him and Mick kind of throw words back and forth to to each other because because uh, Rocky's locker is. No, no, that was that was before. But oh, was th- before? this was when what Mickey was said that they had the guy from Apollo's office come oh, in. Oh, they left they, him a Yeah, they left message. him a message because yeah. they want to talk to him. And yeah, yeah. and then kind of and Mickey just kind of goes off on a tangent, just calling Rocky a waste of life and a waste of talent. Right. Because uh, because he's just been a bum. He's been doing dumb shit. Just being a just an asshole, kind of a debt collector, bone crusher, that kind of stuff. So. If anyone making a living though, yeah, I mean, I but mean. I mean, if anyone's well, that's what he bills. said. He said he, he, he said yeah, said, that's right. He it said makes it was, a living. He's like it makes a living. He said, it's and a waste of life. And then that's what Mickey said. It was a waste of life. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, if anyone here has ever felt like a waste of life, just say I, I. 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 No? Of course not. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Never. So then right after that, Rocky goes and he talks to the promoter. He talks to Apollo's guy. And um, and Rocky goes in with the impression that he's going to be his uh, Apollo's sparring partner. And he was going to get him trained up for the fight properly. And then he just kind of goes like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. We want you to be... We want you to fight. We want you to fight Apollo. We want you to fight him himself. And immediately, right when right when he asks him, he goes, "Do you want to fight him?" He says, "He says no." He says no. Like the, his first answer is no. That was an opportunity. And and because he says that he's a he's real ham and egger, whatever that means, and the uh, and the fight wouldn't look good because it's Rocky versus the champ. Right. So. He basically counted himself out right when he was asked. Right when the opportunity was presented, he was he counted himself out. And well, I, you never looked it up then, Hemenegger. Hemenegger, what does that mean? An ordinary person of little consequence. Oh wow! So you oh, you know, it, it means like average Joe, average like someone Joe. who eats fucking ham and eggs for breakfast every day. So he's equivalent to what? Wobbles and frijoles every single morning. Yeah, something like there that. You go. Gaucho. And Gaucho. There you go. Gaucho. Wobbles and frijoles. But I mean, in reality, like, <laughs> I, I, so true though, man. Tell me, tell me, your Grandpa Felix doesn't eat like that. Again, I know I, my dad does. I definitely can't say that he does not not <laughs> right. Eat like that. I, I know. I remember that. I remember. I remember when I used to visit them. <laughs> if if there's anything, I mean, if there's anything, and my dad so eats like that. By the way. If there's anything that happened in this in this particular scene, it was definitely it was definitely the fact that he counted himself out right at the start. He thought the idea was too big, or he thought the opportunity too big. was that's too a good, big. That's a good point. Yeah, he he thought big. it was too big for someone like himself. Yep. Now, me personally, I sometimes think I have the opposite problem where I say yes to too many challenges, right. and that puts me in a bad position because I don't really think of the consequence of overexerting myself or putting myself out there too much like with you know like with work for like my job for example you know you know I've always been one of those go-getter kind of guys where any opportunity comes my way I, I want to take advantage of it and I want to you know I want to do my best but you know in, in a weird position where I had to really focus on my athletic career I had to focus on you know I had to focus on something like this podcast. I had a lot of stuff around me, and I go and I take a, a job as a manager. You know, it, it's it putting an unnecessary amount of stress on myself, and you know, it, it kind of shot me in my own ass. And yeah, yeah. But what was the conversation that we had when that came up? What we had a conversation about that when the opportunity came up for you. That it was it was a a, it was just a good opportunity and there was no bound downside to it. But what was the downside? Nothing. Exactly. But, but realistically, I mean, sometimes when opportunity presents itself, sometimes you really have to think about the end game. You have to think about we're in the end game now, Tony. You have to think about your goals. You have to think about your goals. <laughs> but I mean, any, well, that's if you have any, right? Yeah. Uh, some people, some people, to be honest, don't. I mean, any any one of you have you guys ever been in a situation where something presented itself like that? You kind of you kind of have that moment. You kind of have something kind of laid out on a plate for you, and and you think it's too big. You think it's too big for yourself. You think you can't handle it. 
Not mm. off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I'm sure. What but do you mean? I, it's gotta well, be something. Well, not off the top of my head. It I'd might not be big, to... but it's, it could be something. You know, like there's gotta be something. I, I see Megan's face. She wants to say yeah, that. Yeah, for for me, it's probably trying to balance doing two sports right now. And what sports are those? Uh, competitive all-star cheerleading and. Well, it's not just that, like, because you're also coaching competitive. And I'm coaching, yeah. So you're coaching. Mm-hmm. You're an athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're coaching these kids for the for the competitive cheer. Mm-hmm. You're also a world team athlete, right? Or what is it? What is I just, just yeah, it's an international international level six world team. And that's a, that's a high team for everybody who doesn't know. No. Yeah, it's pretty legit. And if you don't um, know, now you know. I, you know, I know. Yeah, I originally, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I've been retired for like five years. So I, in cheer, the, the timeline of like when you cheer is not like weightlifting. Your prime in weightlifting is probably like 24. 20, no, it's, 20, like it's 27, to 27. 27 to 30. Oh, really? That's what it is. Okay, then I totally jacked that up. But that's that's like your prime, right? Yeah. In cheer, like you're tumbling by the time you're six or seven, and you're usually done by like, 17 18 anything above that is a little late but it's still like okay in college and maybe some open teams but for me it's it's not it wasn't part of my plan and when they first presented it to me i'll be super honest as much as i like it it's a great opportunity and it's a big deal because i never i haven't been on a world stage so that's a pretty big deal but with all that being said I know that I also am trying to be as elite as I can be in weightlifting. And so to really put things in perspective, it's a really big decision to decide to compete at the caliber of the current sport that you're doing in that caliber. Like your body goes through a lot. So the way that I have to kind of like alter workouts, my recovery is going to be different with how busy like working. And this isn't making excuses because I really do have like the best job I'm doing everything that I love to do so it's all these incredible things but it's also knowing like because I'm going to be doing two sports my body isn't going to be as recovered which is going to affect weightlifting and at some point is going to affect cheer and then on top of that like when you're coaching you can't be off your a-game like you have to you have to be present you have to get the job done because you have all these little kids that depend on you and then with all that going although that's incredible when you go to work i I nanny, so I also I deal with little kids there too, and you can't really not be present there either. So, it's kind of just deciding. I have to be extremely particular with my time. It's like, just like the the task at hand is daunting. It right. as a whole is daunting, and right. sometimes you don't feel cut out for it. Oh, one hundred. Like yeah. I just had a talk with there, Sage about it. Yeah, there's just so much on your plate. Right. But it's it's all good stuff. It's it all is, stuff and you're that's moving. like yeah. this. That's you can't. I can't complain. Yeah. Like I really can't because. One one person could be like, okay, well, then just don't do it. And I'm like, why? Well, I, well, I mean, I love I'll it. Never, yeah, like yeah. I'll never be able to do it again after this season. And in complete honesty, like I've been blessed to be given the opportunity to do it. And then weightlifting, like I'm, I'm sorry, I've worked way too hard <laughs> to walk away from that sport, and I'm way too invested. Like that's just yeah. that's not going anywhere. So it's a perfect moment. Yeah, exactly. And so it's one of those things where it's like, okay. Our moment. This is this is when you kind of have to look at it as them complementing each other. So there's going to be times, you know, when I'm in mid-competition season in cheer and I'm competing, you know, every weekend 
or every other weekend. But then it's like, okay, but you have a meet here, but just because you have a meet here doesn't mean that you don't go to practice the next day. It's just, it's finding balance yeah. and knowing what I can do yeah. and how to recover properly. So it's going to take a minute for sure. What about you there, Gaucho? What about you? Any opportunities or anything that you feel that you count yourself out immediately? You know, actually, no. I mean, most of the time, it, you know what it is? It's most of the time, it's all psyche. It, it is psyche. Well, you're it's, counting yourself out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It, it, but then again, can you realize that that's what that is, right? Can a person realize at that very moment that it's all your psyche? It's not that it's true. It's the the little story that we're telling ourselves in our head that we're already basically counting ourselves out. Kind of yeah. like Rocky, right? Yeah, that's what he, that's that's what what he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah. he's already counting himself out because but, oh, that's he's just kind of repeating the story. And that's what I'm asking you. Is there stuff that happens or is there any opportunities lately where you've kind of counted yourself out because of your psyche? Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, trading in the stock market, for What'd example. You, I, I lost big. So, it, my and, and not only lost big, then I come back and I get back into it after what? A year? Was it a year? No, it was eight months. And as soon as I get back into it, I start losing again. So it's like this repetitive thing where you're just like, damn, you keep losing, right? So your psyche, it just keep playing. Doubt, your doubt builds. It just, yeah, it's <laughs> like, here we go, like, here we go again. But, yeah. but the thing is, that's the part where... You might have a problem. <laughs> no, no, it's not gambling, okay? No, no, no. You know what? It's, it's not, and I'll tell you why. There's a big difference. Because if I really sit there and, and I and I didn't want to listen, he's rationalizing his addiction. I'm, gonna, I'm not rationalizing my my professional gambling, by the way. No, you know what? Anything that we do, right? Anything that that we fail at. Anything you do is going to require psyche. So well, no, it's... no. What I'm saying, I know. But again, doesn't matter whether we fail yeah. or whatever. It, the point is, is us sitting down, and then being like Rocky and saying, "I'm afraid," and at the same time saying, "What's going on? Like, why is this happening?" Those are those are those are questions that, yeah. that that we have to ask ourselves like why yeah like why is this happening what am I doing wrong like what am I doing that or what can I do but you know like it's asking these these important strict questions and specific questions and then trying to answer them yourself because nobody's gonna everybody's gonna give you opinions but yeah. you you're the one that has to answer it for yourself because you're the one that has to deal with yourself you're the one that's living you're, you look you go to sleep. Being you, you wake up being you, you live the day being you, you eat with yourself. It's like, listen, all this is you. This is you. Uh, who was it? I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was David Goggins. It might have been David Goggins or my friend Abdul, one of the two. <laughs> They're kind of like the same hey, people. Hey, bud. But he goes, he goes, you're the only person that has to sleep. Oh, it was Abdul. No, it was. Oh, was it? He goes, he, he said, he's like, when you go to sleep at night and you sleep next to Bailey, he's like, Truthfully, you're the only person. You're the only person who goes to bed with you. You're the only person that wakes up with you. You're you're the only person that's responsible for you. So, granted, 1976, Rocky's just a big dummy. He's getting his head caved in, and there's not really a good you know stance on mental health down there in that area and emotions. But I'm sure that if if you look at like the Creed movies, if you look at the Creed movies, yeah. they do a better job at that emotion, that emotion seeking on the inside. Oh, Bailey's home. Bailey's home. 
Yeah, but and at the, but you're right. At that time, that wasn't yeah. going on. Like what's happening now, it's a whole different, a whole different ball game. But yeah. What about you, hitter? What about you, cowboy? Yeah. So it goes. I mean, what's going I mean, on? It's, I, I, we, I mean, we've gone through it several times. I mean, you know, talking about work and obviously busy season. I've done pretty crappy in school, and I mean, trying to balance school and work in itself and trying to you know help my family trying to get my own life you know on a on a good jump on a good start you know and i i didn't know i I really had nothing going for me i didn't have any anything that i wanted to do until you know just recently when you know i realized you know what maybe i maybe i should do something i'm passionate about or at least attempt something that i'm passionate about which you know music you know that being music and I mean, just trying to study that and, um, I mean, you know, just trying to get, like I said, you know, a jump start on, on what it is that I want to do eventually, you know, trying to invest in, you know, in, in something and, you know, try to just create money and trying to, you know, create passive income. That way I give myself more free time and, and I'm able to do things that I want, which include music and, you know, just helping people in general. You know, I, I mean, I, I love doing all those things, but obviously yeah you know it's it's hard to change the world when we're when you're you know struggling to go to school and go to work you know so i mean that in itself is is, is a complicated task yeah i kind of i didn't i didn't really think about it because i thought about it in a different in a different light but with what it is that i'm pursuing now because of the fact that i took a step back from a responsibility role at work to be more selfish about what it is that i want to do we're talking about stuff that I feel that we're not cut out for. Um, I mean, coming up, coming up at the end of this month, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to get my coaching, certi- uh, like my coaching certification for USAW. So I'm going to get my level one, getting that on August 24th and 25th, which is Megan's birthday. She's turning, she's turning 25. Um, but I, the the whole point of Jesus that, Christ. the whole point of going out and getting that certification was, you know, I was going to take a step back from work and I was going to, I was going to try to, I was going, I'm, I am going to make my way into some sort of coach at a, at a school, at a gym somewhere. That's the, that's the point. But honestly, then, then there were a couple times after the initial thought of it where I'm sitting back and I'm thinking like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like I'm sitting there reeling, just kind of doubting myself already about the lack of stuff that I, the, the lack of experience I have, the lack of everything I have now. But, you know, I just think I'm not cut out for it. But it's funny the way that the universe works and, and the way that the world works, because there was one day in particular when I was sitting there doubting myself and, and one of, one of my, one of my, buddies and listeners to this podcast he he just kind of messages me on on instagram and he just we him and i have a conversation and he just kind of he just kind of tells me how he he really heard what i had to say on one of the episodes and and he resonated with it and uh and he told me that i i that anyone would be lucky to be your coach or for you to be their coach and that that really just kind of resonated with me it was it was kind of crazy because that was the first time I've ever heard it out of somebody else's mouth. Someone that I didn't even know had knows nothing about me aside from 
my weightlifting and, and what I do here. And, and it was just crazy. So yeah, I guess it's, it's fair to, to say that, you know, you can feel down and out and you can feel counted out before you even start anything. But, um, what's up, Megan? Uh, kind of playing off of what you just said. I think that fear is actually the best sign when you're starting something new. And the reason why is because I think it also shows your level of investment. Because if you're not invested, if you really think about it, you're not fearful because to you, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think it's awesome when you talk about how that scares you because that lets me know and everybody else who's listening to what you're talking about know how much you care about it and how much you care about how you want to create change in the sport yes but also in these kids lives and it's not it's not a little thing like if you really think about it people could be like oh it's it's just like a high school position or oh it's just a youth coach position it's not it's not just a youth coach position it's you are in a position where you are gifted the responsibility of being able to influence these young kids who look up to you and think the world of you and want to be you someday to want to believe in something bigger than themselves. And then in the process, also believing in themselves to do things to have a change in the people around them. So it's kind of like, what's that called? Like a rippled effect, but it's not a ripple effect. That's what it is. Is it? Or a domino effect. Yeah. Is, is it domino well, I mean, when you yeah. throw well, when you throw a rock in, in when you throw a rock in water and then everything that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of touches yeah, that's ripple okay, effect. Okay, sweet. But yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> it. Is it you're not just affecting one kid yeah. because that kid's going to go to another kid. That's a domino cycle. effect. Oh, then you know what? Sweet. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's all going to keep going and that starts with you. Yeah. So the fact that you're afraid like it would worry me. If you're like, eh, whatever, piece of cake, walk in the park, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're lucky, like, I'll sign your shoes, whatever, you know? Like, that, to me, is super ignorant, and it means that you think so little of what you're trying to do. I think that's, and Bailey said that at dinner as well, she said, no, she just texted it to me when I told her that I was really afraid. It was, like, right after I had told my district manager that I wanted to take a step down, she had told me, like, if your dream's don't scare you if your goals don't scare you they're not big enough right, right and it's right, like right. that's exactly what it is and like how boring would that be if you were like oh i'm gonna like do <laughs> this with my life easy and like i know i'm gonna do it it's not gonna like i'm just gonna coast yeah like that'd be so boring so pressing forward with the movie um <laughs> later on <laughs> yeah where are we dude where, i don't where, even know well they're eating dinner that's when they're eating dinner oh no 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 not eating dinner that was right after they announced the fight Oh, oh that's wait. right. That's right. He's at home and he's doing the, so fe- at the this press point conference. He agreed. You said that he said no, and so that we talked about. Like, he said they said no, right. and then and then he took the fight, and now they announced that now they announced the fight. Oh, sick. Okay. And um, so they're watching it, right? Yeah, they're TV. watching it, and then that's when they ask him, like, "Hey, how'd you come up with the name Italian Stallion?" Right. Because earlier in the movie, when Apollo's looking for an opponent, he's like, "Ooh, Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. That's that's a fight. That's America's fight right there. That's America's ass." Yeah. 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 Wait, have you seen that movie? Have you seen Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen it. You don't even like Marvel. Yeah. But what are you talking about? Yes, I do. Did you see Black Panther? Shut oh, up. I'm so into that right now. Shut up. I want to paint my face every day. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Wait, paint your face like what? Like tribal makeup. 
Oh my gosh, she's just making it worse, bro. She's just making it worse no, and worse. I don't, no, I, I feel no shame. Oh my god. Okay, it's not me. It's Megan. Um, <laughs> so then, she did say she wasn't wearing makeup. So I'm not. Says, okay, it's you right. Go it's trouble. right. So thank you for that. There's a part where, <laughs> so like, yeah. So Apollo sitting there earlier trying to figure out a person to fight, and then later on in the movie when they're announcing it, they talk to Rocky about how he came up with the name. And he just goes, you know, I came up with it eight years ago at the dinner table, you know, just kind of shrugging it off like it wasn't an important thing. And and I was just thinking, you know, like the only reason I guess the only reason. The only reason why Rocky got that opportunity was because of his name, you know, something that you don't think about, something that you don't think about, something that he really didn't care about. I mean, it was just his name. But he he didn't put that much thought into it, kind of like Apollo did, you know. And I guess the message you got to take away from that is, if something is insignificant, something is something that you don't think about, something that you just kind of gloss over, can be the thing that attracts you to somebody else, that attracts you to an opportunity, or an opportunity attracts itself to you. And I guess I guess you can kind of say, I guess you can kind of say that, uh, you know, you don't. You don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself to the things that you don't think are important. You know, you you in 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 what it is that you are doing that you're goal driven with. You you want to make sure that all aspects are kind of that you kind of you kind of making sure that you're taking care of all those aspects. You know. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah. So then we're kind of back to the part where, like, right after that. Polly's being an asshole, kicks them out of the house, kicks Rocky and Adrian out of the house. And uh, during the press conference, they were talking a bunch of shit, not really saying anything in positive about Rocky. They're like, oh, you're an underdog. No one knows you. Right. You're not. You're just kind of a big fucking goon. Like, what are you even doing here? Just, it was just really, it was a really shitty time for Rocky. And while they're talking about it, while well, Rocky and Adrian and Polly are talking about it in the the living room. Uh, he kind of he just he just kind of glosses over the fact that he's like, yeah, I don't care, I'm, I don't care, I'm gonna fuck about what those guys have to say about me, I don't care. And then when Polly kicks him out, they're walking away. That's when he kind of sits and that's when he sits and he t- and he he just kind of looks at the ground and he tells Adrian, he's like, you know what, that did mess with me. Like I do, I it, I like it bothered me. He broke down and kind of just admitted that it bothered him. And the way, and we kind of sat and talked about that one for like 20 minutes. Like the way we watched this movie was kind of annoying as fuck if you were just a straight Rocky <laughs> fan. Yeah, it's right. But it, we, it, I think it added a layer to the, I think it added a real fun layer to all this when I, it added a real fun layer to all this because of, because of just, going in depth and breaking it down especially for Santiago because he watched the movie in full today but honestly like for him to be that open that open about the fact that he was personally that affected by it respect uh, he he was open to he was open and criticism he was open and receptive to the criticism even though you know most criticism that you get is unwarranted and unwanted I think most of the criticism that kind of strikes a nerve with you is the stuff that tends to be true. 
not all the criticism is true that's out there like like the the examples that we kind of gave each other where you know if i'm looking at if i'm looking at santiago and i sit there and i and i say that one you know he's unmotivated he's uncreative and then the other one that he's fat you know obviously he's not fat he's 180 like he's 165 pounds right Oh, like 175. Oh, he's a little buff. He's like, one, he's like 175. Um, he's not, I mean, he's not, un, like, he's creative. He's creative. He's sitting here, and I see him every day at work, sitting there and and making, like, making beats, sometimes playing on his on his phone that he fucking lost, <laughs> playing <laughs> on the little keyboard. Yeah. You know, trying to make trying to make music. You know, the only thing that really might strike him is the fact that he's unmotivated. You know, so not everything that someone dishes out to you is is necessarily true, but the things that are true tend to piss you off a little bit more. And I think everyone here, I think us three had had a had something to say about this. So, Gaucho, what do you think about about this part about being receptive to criticism or his ability or his inability or his uh, yeah his ability to open up and be receptive to that criticism? Well, I think I think. We talked about this, I think, while we were watching the uh, the movie, obviously. Quite, so Quite extensively. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that, and this is going to be for everybody, and I remember hearing somebody else kind of touch on this too, but they said, you don't want to be criticized, don't do anything, right? Don't do anything. And that's a quote. Can't remember who said it. I wish I had it in front of me right now. Maybe if you look it up and kind of tell me who, who said it, but... uh you don't want to be criticized, don't do anything. That's like it's a good way of not being criticized. And I'll be honest, like for me, I'll be transparent, is that I've disliked being criticized since I could remember. And I'll tell you right now, if somebody out there dislikes being criticized, good luck because that means that you won't get far. And that's because if the, the criticism gets to a person emotionally like I have, it's gotten to me emotionally to the point where it, it affects me because it affects me emotionally. And I don't mean like crying or anything. I just mean emotionally where it upsets me and it does this and that. And ever since I could remember, like I said, growing up, if I got criticized about something, it bothered me and it, and I stayed, it stayed with me. Heck to this day, it's still with me. Like there's things that I will recall from when I was younger and I'm like, what the, why am I still thinking about this? And it's because the mind basically doesn't really forget painful moments. It'll remind you of these painful moments over and over again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, criticism is part of the game of everything. Like, if you think about it, right, athletes criticize all the time. You know, they're in front of people, criticize all the time. Actors, criticized. Politicians, criticized. But you know what? They keep going. That's it. It's part of the game. They're, they're progressing. They're doing stuff. And I, I those are the things that I'm still learning right now. But if anybody younger than me could get past that and work on it, I'll tell you right now, you will be way ahead. Because progress is only done by you actually doing something. Right? And progress also is getting past the criticism. You can't pro get to progress if you don't want to accept the criticism, you got to work on the criticism part. And plus, not only that, forget the criticism on the outside. It's the criticism on the inside. That's by far the worst. That's, that's, that's us. 
us criticizing ourselves is m- worse than the outsiders criticizing us. So, yeah, I mean, it's, hey, anything you do, it's the name of the game. It was Jeff Bezos. And there's a part of it, there's a part of it that said that, uh, at least that's what I saw, that it was Jeff Bezos. There's like very different variations mm-hmm. of it. There's like, if you don't want to be criticized, uh, criticized, I think it was Jeff Bezos. Don't do anything new. Yes. If you don't, don't be, yeah, yeah, it's been a variation of it. Yeah. That, that's essentially what I saw where it came from. Right, right. Um, what about you over there, Hitter? What do you think? Well, I was, I mean, I was thinking about, you know, that last bit you said about, you know, self-criticism and also <clears throat> the fact that you were talking about thinking about times you had been criticized when you were younger. Um, I mean, even think about it in that sense. I mean, you know, <laughs> why, why do people have bad memories or, you know, bad memory it's because they go back and think about that previous memory and you know how they felt about it you know in in that current moment you know so i mean you're i mean you're always you know gaining new perspective and on on all those things so i mean yeah i mean perspective criticism i mean you you have to take into consideration that maybe maybe you are doing something wrong you know i mean i mean not all criticism is you know I guess wrong, but not all of it's right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to think why why anyone wouldn't necessarily see criticism as, as something to to work on themselves, because I mean, there's constructive criticism. You know, there's there's definitely yeah. there's definitely ways that um, people you know quote unquote criticize you. I think it's more so. The fact that there's this, you know, connotation that criticism, you know, plays that that's got to be negative. I don't think that criticism is negative. Um, I mean, it's just something. It's just a. It's just a different perspective, is what it is. Uh, I mean, you know, not all rock is the same. <laughs> you know, that's just if if someone's gonna say that the Beatles suck, you know, someone over there, you know, in a in a freaking can't believe it. Hawaiian can't believe shirt. It. Someone Mr. says that the Beatles M- suck. Magnum P.I. There's grapefruits on my shirt, and no. the Beatles are trash. It's, no. it's a Hawaiian no. shirt. He's but. just saying that based on somebody else's it's comment. That That's nobody else's comment you, you, besides you, 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 my well, own. You were well, into the Beatles. What are you talking that, about? Okay, you were into the Beatles. No, and no, you put no, him, no. You put no, him on in the car, no, and I couldn't no, change no. the music, or else I would be beaten. He would beat me. He would beat me because I touched his radio. So what am I supposed to do? never touched another man's radio see that's true that's see true. but yeah Beatles are trash no, no. dude this, so. guy, this guy used to li- he's he listened to the Beatles more than I did okay they have yeah. a few good songs like nah, Hey Jude whatever like, Hey whatever, Jude whatever uh, what uh, I don't know like what else I don't know what you're talking about uh, you know what see? I'm not a si- I'm not a 60 year old man constructive criticism constructive criticism yeah. you don't know what you're talking dead. about you could learn a lot <laughs> from see, it I know that guy literally took criticism from nobody. Who? He thought he was Jesus Christ, Who John was? Lennon. <laughs> what are you talking? He about? thought he was God. He did look like Jesus. Yeah, he thought he was. Yeah. But terrible, like terrible taste in women. That's true. <laughs> yes, they broke that's up the criticism. Beatles. That's criticism. Yeah, 
that's yeah, constructive right criticism. That's no, no, definitely no, 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 not constructive. No, I think no, that's not constructive. Constructive would have been constructive. If I if I could, that's good. I think that's constructive. Right? I mean, if I hey, could, John, stay away from Yoko. I mean, if I could, she's bad for you. Uh, if I could not, leave any, influence. I mean, yeah, that's 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 a that's a critique. That's a you know? critique, right? It's yeah. a, if I could leave any sort of constructive criticism for the Beatles, it was to just break up. Just never get together <laughs> in the first place. Hey, well, they made some pretty great music on their own. I'll say that. Hey, you know what? The White Album, the one that inspired Charlie Manson, I guess, you know I guess that was pretty good too, I mean, right? Shoot. The one that inspired Charlie I mean, Helter Skelter, that one. Wow. Yeah, Helter Skelter. Yeah. Okay. okay. Moving forward. No, he did blame it. Okay, moving forward. Shut up, Maul. <laughs> All right. And that is episode... That's the end of episode 21. Um, where do we leave off for the part of the movie? What Rocky was crying to Adrian about the people being mean to him on the, uh, uh, on the news. Um, and then, uh, and then we just started kind of yelling at each other about the Beatles right there towards the end. But that was, uh, that was the first episode. Next episode will be back. Uh, will will be posted tomorrow. On Tuesday, uh, what is it? August, yeah, Tuesday, August thirteenth, I believe. That's that's what day it's gonna be. We're just gonna finish off with the rest of the movie. We're about, I would say, maybe halfway through the movie. Um, the next episode really is gonna be the big crux of of the movie, where where uh, you know we get to the the important stuff, the important the important fighting, the important you know training montage, all that kind of stuff, you know that's the fun part um so thank you for thank you for bearing with the uh insane amount of guests i don't usually have too many guests at a time thank you for dealing with the uh the different the different kind of vibe with this uh with this episode it was definitely a fun fun uh fun episode to record um but uh but yeah, if you have any if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to add to uh, to our to our dialogue so far, feel free to reach out to me on on Instagram or uh, or the email the thousand ways podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, I didn't mention earlier, but also we do have I do have a, a website a thousand ways podcast.com so one zero zero ways podcast. Um, don't go to the fireside one. The fireside one is the uh, the host website, and that one's not as pretty as as the one that that I have. And um, yeah, we're just making big moves, kind of like we were saying in the beginning. Big moves are coming. Big things, big things are happening, and uh, and we're really excited moving forward. So um, thank you guys. If you if you like this episode, or you like this podcast in general, just just leave a uh, leave a uh, a review of of any kind, any sort. You know, five stars. You know, you wanna you wanna send some constructive criticism my way, <laughs> kind of like what we we're just talking about. Uh, just email me. Uh, you know, if you have anything to say, any, anything you wanna reach out to me, uh, please, please do. I, I'm, uh, I'm always open to it. So, thank you guys for listening, and we will be back tomorrow where we can just finish off the rest of this movie, and then after that, there will be another episode later on this week. So, I appreciate all of you guys, and. Uh, have a have a blessed have a blessed day today. Be be easy. Be easy. Goodbye.